Hello, everyone. I'm Craig Patterson. Welcome to the Retail Insider video series. We're here joined here today with a special guest, Suzanne Sears. She's the founder and president of Best Retail Careers International and Luxury Careers Canada. Hello, Suzanne. Happy New Year, Craig. Great to uh, connect with you again, and let's talk retail. Happy New Year. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the uh, job numbers that came out for December, as well as a bit of a forecast for what we're expecting for 2023. Uh, there was, what, 104,000 jobs created in December, I think it was? Or tell us a little exactly. bit about what uh, was happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an expert in this area. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, all you have to do is look to our neighbors to the south, who added about 200,000 plus jobs, and they're thrilled. It's beyond all expectation. Now us being at only 10% their size, we should have been happy with 20,000. Instead, we saw 100,000. So magnitudes <clears throat> greater in hiring. Uh, so the 100,000, even though it didn't really knock the unemployment number down too much, we're sitting at 5%, it really is still almost at a historical low. Um, there's... Uh, there's it's hard to explain everyone's talking about recession the banks are talking recession governments are preparing for recession but in reality that's not what's happening on the ground so one of the two messages are canceling the other out it it may well be that any expected recession isn't going to be anywhere near as ferocious as recessions we've had in the past like 2008 so it's a very surprising and very pleasing result um, but it has some unique factors to it as well, as I'm sure we'll review. Holy cow. Let's break things down a little bit. Uh, different demographics. Uh, what were you seeing okay. in terms of jobs? The largest segment of the workforce that suddenly went to work is youth. Youth between 15 and 24. This is probably also historic. Never have we seen so many young people actively join the job market. Um, it pretty much is even between males and females in that sector, but it's it's encouraging. Young people who want to work are, are finding jobs and the old cachet that, <clears throat> you know, young people are lazy today, they don't want to work. It's not holding up. They're going to work in droves. Wow. What's, what's driving this? Any idea? Uh, I think there's a couple of factors. Uh, I think their parents don't have as much disposable income anymore to support their lifestyle. That's probably one. A secondary item is many have elected not to go back to school or weren't able to go back to school. So what do you do in the interim? I think COVID created a lot of uncertainty. It bumped a lot of people out of the education system. Now, most have rejoined, but there may be some saying, you know, I really need to earn some more money before I can go back to school. So I think it may be transitory, but it's very encouraging. And it's good for retailers to see young people willing to work, um, but are effectively not high paid jobs. So it's, it's all good for Canada for sure. Now, are a lot of people going to uh, drive for Uber or what's going on there? You had some interesting ah. numbers. <laughs> well, it's the first time we've ever had this number to look at. It's a new feature of StatsCan reporting. And what it is, is now they want a full report 
on how many people are doing in the gig economy <clears throat> to the best that they can record. We have 250,000 Canadians who are driving or delivering in apps, be it DoorDash, be it Uber, 250,000 Canadians are making their living that way. That's a staggering amount of people. We've never seen that. We didn't know before either though. We really yeah. didn't. That's fascinating. I mean, I take Ubers all the time and uh, I'm really grateful for people doing it, but there seems to be less of them. And I think part of it might be the gas prices and whatnot. It's, uh, it's tougher to make money, right? It's tougher to make money. I mean, it's interesting that um, if you take Toronto Transit, they're making this year's budget based on last year's ridership. Um, that may change, but as it stands right now, it's only 69% of what it was pre-COVID. So people have not come back and rebounded into taking transit to go to work. So what are they doing? Um, cars aren't readily available. What we do see <clears throat> is this huge growth in motorcycles. And, oh. um, you know, not just motorcycles, but the the electric versions as well. A lot of people are doing that now. So that's new. It's, it's very different. Interesting, interesting. Let's get back into retail. Um, what about, um, okay. say, uh, older workers? What are we seeing there uh, uh, around them? We'll break it down, you know, sort of a bit of an older generation and, and women and men as well. Well, older women, and when we say older, let's let's be gentle about it. Older is a you know, a very sensitive term, but it effectively women from 50 to 65, let's just use that category. Um, mature, mature. Been mature, yeah. have been finding jobs at record pace. They're going back to work. The men, not so much. So where are they going? <clears throat> are they dropping off? Where are the men? We don't know, but the women definitely went back to work. Um, in what categories? It's really hard to say. Um, we can't really break it down industry by industry. Um, it's interesting too, though, because in healthcare, healthcare was one of the few sectors uh, that actually had a massive decline <clears throat> in staffing. I guess, uh, you know, the real problem is the medical people are unhappy with their wages, unhappy with their job conditions, and they're fleeing the industry in droves, in droves, like thousands and thousands are, are bailing. I think I saw 15,000, 17,000 left medical care as a profession, and that's very troubling. Those are not people that are easy to replace. Another category that we saw too uh, was retail inexplicably shed 3% of their workforce. Now, if you look at every other sector, now, let's put a caveat on that. <clears throat> Do we know that retailers let those people go? Are people bailed on retail? We don't know. We just know that a further 3% of retail workers are missing from the economy. If they go into other fields, it's, it's impossible to know right now. There's not enough. This is really one of the first times <clears throat> that in one month, in a holiday season month, which is traditionally massive uh, for hiring, where we've seen an exit. It's very hard to say. I mean, there's the old theory where retailers shed people to make their Q4 results look better, their bottom lines look better. 
there's also the factor that maybe a lot of people said, that's it. I'm finished. I'm not going through another holiday season. I, I think another key point that I brought to your attention was how many people were sick. Yeah. We thought that COVID had a lot of sick people. What um, StatsCan is reporting that over 8% of the workforce was missing in December off sick. Wow, 8%. Eight percent of the entire workforce was off sick. Was that flu? Was that colds? Was that COVID? A combination of all, um, because there doesn't seem to be anything else plaguing the country. But anyone who thinks that, you know, the respiratory illnesses have, you know, they're not a factor anymore, uh, are really only just beginning now to realize. If you have a staff of a thousand people and a hundred of them aren't there. It's a huge impact. So there's this oxymoron of why would retail shed 3% of their staff when 10% of them are off sick? You know, it, it's a mix up, it's a mashup. Nobody quite knows what's going on right now at all. Wow, wow. Now, Canada, um, we're going to be taking in a lot of immigrants in years to come. Um, any insights into? Uh... Um, immigrants and retail jobs uh, as, as we're moving forward here? Uh, the immigrants are the saving grace of retail. If we didn't have them, we'd be sunk. A lot of uh, very highly qualified, highly educated, motivated, hardworking people come into Canada and take retail as their first job. If retailers were smart, they'd capture them and keep them longer because the, these people have every motive in the world to establish a career as quickly as they can. In general, you know, I mean, I, I saw something on Twitter the other day about, oh, we bring in immigrants and they leech off us and we give them homes and food and all these other things. In truth, the true, the true statistics are that about just under 70% of immigrants get employed and get employed pretty quickly. Um, I don't know anyone who's unhappy hiring them. Uh, you know, I, I've noticed though, you know, we have about 100,000 Ukrainians here, at least temporarily. And um, there's been a little bit of bias where it's harder for them to get work because oh. they, because the Ukrainian language sounds a bit like Russian. So, you, you know, there's sort of this flat affect and so they are having a bit uh, greater challenges, but these are the most brilliant, well-educated, especially in uh, the STEM um, sector. Anyway, bottom line is uh, the immigrants are vital to our economy. They're vital to retail. And they also become consumers that drives retail. So there's nothing there that one could say is, is not a, a key indicator of doing more of it. We, just, we simply don't have the people anyway. We don't have the native born people to keep it to drive retail. So it's all good and it's the numbers are terrific. Interesting, interesting. Now let's talk geography across Canada. Where are the jobs uh, you know, in different provinces? <laughs> well, the jobs are pretty much everywhere, but where the struggles are, once again, we have Quebec not changing much. They're still at 4%. I'm going to remind people, I say it often, 4% is considered 100% employed. 
because there's always 4% of the population that's either unavailable, um, not well enough to work, whatever factor. There's always 4% that don't work. So when you have 4%, you're a zero, meaning there's no people for your jobs and Quebec's at 4%. Then you travel a little bit further west and you run into good old Saskatchewan, who is just about at the same level, 4.1%, almost full employment. Go a little bit farther over to Vancouver, and I think they're sitting at about 4.4, 4 4.2. Uh, same thing, there's no people. Cal and then even Calgary now is pretty close to 4.4. I mean, the big, uh, the two big kind of losers here in, in the sense of not employing enough people is Newfoundland, but they're still at 10%, which is still pretty good. They'll, they need to do better, but they will. But it's Ontario. Ontario isn't hiring at the rate they need to hire. We're still sitting well above the 5%. It's a mystery, isn't it, as to why that would be. Uh, but that's, that's the fact of the matter. Uh, they're just, there needs to be more aggressive hiring in Ontario. Now, the construction industry has decided there isn't going to be a recession and they're hiring like crazy. <laughs> and they've added so many people. But, you know, I mean, if we consider that retail is probably the biggest employer in Ontario, the fact of the matter is retailers are not hiring enough people. They just aren't. They aren't hiring enough to drive the industry, to drive the sales, to, uh, to do any succession planning. Retail has, in Ontario seems to have frozen. Yeah. And we can't do that and still have our economy grow. Yeah, yeah. My God. Now, and you were saying uh, earlier that retail was the only sector that actually ditched 3% yeah. of its workforce, whereas every other industry seems to have actually added or i guess maybe right or tell me more about that yeah i'll let you analyze it well you know it when you when you're missing three percent that are simply off the books now the the question is where did they go was it retailers who failed to fill the roles that may well be so is it retailers who laid off retired where are these three percent 3% is a huge amount of people when it's our number one income producing industry in Ontario. Where are these people? So it's just a big, a bit of a confusing mess right now. And um, who's responsible for it? You know, but I, I want to say is, you know, we can't take it lightly because when retail is that big a factor in our consumer economy, uh, when we don't have those people working, it doesn't bode well. Now, you know, I'm, they may turn around and surprise me. I know with my own clients, everybody came rushing back in January, and all of a sudden they're ready to hire. Um, what happened to December? I don't know. I, I think there was a fear. I think there was a sense of doom, of uh, being over-inventoried, um, whatever terrible nightmare they thought they would face but I think I've read some of your reports that retail sales during the holiday season exceeded expectation did they not that's what some were saying yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and not, uh, not a good time to know, be cutting I, staff right no 
And, and when you have so many young people working too now, um, if you're a mid-market retailer, um, fashion, uh, you're, you're going to see those people have disposable income. Probably most of them still live at home too. So they have disposable income and uh, you've got to give them opportunities to spend it. Well, you've got to have stuff. <laughs> so it, it's almost as if retailers in Ontario in particular, a little bit the rest of the country, are just working on some alternate planet where Maybe they don't see the, the numbers. Maybe they don't see the mega picture or maybe they're responding to American owners. I don't know, but I can tell you one thing. There's more business there than we have retail workers working. That's a fact. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, and let's, uh, let's finish things off. Let's talk about 2023. What are you uh, forecasting here as we move forward into the new year? Well, we're still gonna see the number of older workers shrink. Uh, that's gonna go down. Right now, it's only about 38%, I believe, of the entire workforce is 50 to 65. I mean, that's a surprising number, right? Those are what's left to the boomers that are working. There's not many. So that number is even going to shrink faster. So I think what you're going to see in every industry, let alone retail, is that <clears throat> the boomers have money. Now, a lot of them may well spend it on travel or, you know, helping kids get a down payment on a house, but it also means they too will uh, start to shop more. You can't work and shop at the same time. Yes, I know about Amazon, <laughs> but in general, I, I think it bodes well for malls. I really do. I, I think that they're going to see increased foot traffic. The real issue is going to be the same one that retailers have been afraid to face, and that is you have to pay more. So what we see in wages month after month, year, uh, so December 21 to December 22, is wages increased 5%. Now, to retailers, that's a shocking figure, but it is the fact, it's 5%. So basically, if you're paying $20 now, you're gonna have to pay more than $20 an hour. Uh, to get people to take your job. So I think we're going to see wages increase. Wage Increased wages will attract more to the profession, retain them longer. And I think you're going to see um, the whole workforce get a bit younger. It's going to be more, more and more younger people. Um, but essentially, you know, uh, I follow the Bloombergs and all the news and there really isn't any bad news. It really depends upon what the Bank of Canada does. I think housing gets, you know, obviously is an issue. But if we're looking at pure retail, there, there just isn't the slowdown that there should have been. I mean, we've raised interest rates every single time we could in the last few months. It just isn't really slowing down retail sales. But we shall see. But overall, so far, the, at least the first six months of 2023 look dynamic. Very interesting. Very interesting. Can we have you back regularly, Suzanne? Let's keep talking about this stuff. This is really interesting stuff. Well, we've got to find out where those missing 3% of retailers went. I want to know where they go. <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll do it again. Lots of fun, Craig. We'll solve this mystery. I don't know what's going on either, but uh, we're in a new world. We've come out of a pandemic. Well, I don't know if we've come out of it. We've got people sick apparently last month. It was 
8% of the population. I know there's other illnesses, yeah. not just COVID, but certainly COVID has been a challenge for many people. And dear God, I hope I'm not going to get it again, but most of my family <laughs> seems to have it right now. So uh, this is the well, reality we're the way it is now, if you only got it once, you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's a couple of team members here have it as well. So um, saying prayers, but no, it doesn't seem to be as bad this time around. So <laughs> it's not bad, but we'll, see. We'll, we'll do a sign off. Thank you so much. This has been Suzanne Sears. You're the founder and president of Best Retail Careers International and Luxury Careers Canada based just outside of Toronto. And I'm Craig Patterson. I'm the founder and publisher of Retail Insider Media Limited, as well as the host of this new Retail Insider video series. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching this here. If you've made it this far, take care and bye for now.